With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, for more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. I have a hunch someone's giving an introduction with their mute button on. I think that might be the case. Uh, I'm out of Jeannie's earshot, but let's see. Are you with us, Jeannie? Somebody unmuted me. Well, we'll go ahead. Yeah, I knew she was here. Jeannie's on the board. Oh, there she is. I hear that sweat woman's voice. (laughs) All right. Apologies for that. So welcome to the show. This is Recovery Wednesday. And it's April the 27th, 2016. And our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. And if Gail or Dr. Andraki or Terry or any of the ones that normally join us on Recovery Wednesday would press 1, that will throw you to the top of the switchboard. I would appreciate that. And welcome, Michael. So, Michael, are well, you thank there? Thank you, dear heart. My my uh, my phone wouldn't uh, pull its screen up there for a minute. So, anyway, welcome everybody. We're honored that you're here. Uh, recovery Wednesday, as Jeannie says, and many people who work in the recovery community think of it as uh, recovering from something. Uh, you know, we've been to the hospital, we're recovering from the flu, but actually that's not the connotation that uh, this work offers with recovery. We're looking to recognize the truth of who we are. And to recognize the truth of who you are, all you have to do is hold a newborn child. You've now had an experience of the active presence of love, and that's the only thing we're looking to recover is the truth of who we are. And to bring forward and to live as that sweet active presence of love, to have that available in our physiology 24-7-365 is where we want to head with this show and the support we want to offer to people who choose to join the show. So we welcome each of you, and uh, we're all recovering humans. Uh, there was a 
gentleman who worked in the prison systems. I, I believe he was Swedish. And a few years ago, uh, working in the prison system, wrote a book called We're All Doing Time. And uh, here we are all returning to the truth of who we are as the active presence of love and functioning out of that love. Especially when the stress is up and the chips are down. When we face a situation that we say, oh, I don't like this. Well, if I don't like it and my physiology is producing something that is less than love, what is the work that I need to do to go back to the truth of who I am? Our offering is that the, we, we offer one single simple solution I don't care what your problem is. I don't care if you're facing the worst disease or the worst relationship situation or the worst financial crisis in the world. Recognize that you're a creator. And being made in the image and the likeness of the creator as a creator, you're creating results in your life. If you don't like those results, then find and remove the energy with which you're creating those results and you will go back to the truth of who you are. So when we use the word forgive in this work, we're not thinking in terms of, oh, you did something terrible and I'll let you off the hook, but rather forgiveness is the tool with which I remove that in me which produces results that are less than loving in my life. So that's what we're here to support. We have a beautiful day here in St. Pete Beach. We're actually sitting at uh, some friend's condo. I'm sitting out on the deck and looking out over the Gulf of Mexico. The water's a little bit choppy. and It's probably, oh, I don't know, maybe 78 degrees or so. Beautiful day. Clear blue skies, a few light puffy clouds, but otherwise absolutely beautiful. So we're honored that you're here. Dr. Tim, anything exciting happening in your world? How do you beat today? I'm doing quite well, thank you, and the excitement in my world is stimulated by yet another fabulous support group last night with 14 people plus me and a very powerful worksheet. We watched the first hour of getting the stress you need, and as usual, it stimulated quite a bit of conversation, and then somebody had a life issue that was going on where it, it fit beautifully because of the theme in getting the stress you need in that lecture. The theme is all about goals and how to manage goals or use goals to manage the stress in my mind. And when I have conflicting goals, it creates unnecessary and detrimental stress. And this group member has a life situation going on right now that fits right into that where she's got conflicting goals and um it was very powerful her her goal was to stay alive and healthy and her thought was that this conflict or this process is going to kill her so it was very intense and very courageous for the person to be willing to do that processing the entire group was absolutely thrilled that she was willing to do that and it stirred up lots of stuff for lots of people and i got a note after the fact that the there are times when people go out to socialize after the group and this time it was a record 13 people went out in the after group party so 
so that was lovely. And um, the other thought I had is that it came to me this morning thinking about the show and Recovery Wednesday. If people still want to talk about, they want to use the phrase about what they're recovering from, they need to have something they're recovering from, we can suggest that they're recovering from the false belief that they're less than love. Yay, perfect. So and that's I have my a question offering. then. Cool. Well, then I have a, a, a question for you, uh, one which, of course, many people might be thinking at this point if they've engaged in the forgiveness process. So here you are working with someone whose goal is to be healthy and to live, and we know that forgiveness in Aramaic, the word is shebeg, and it means to cancel. So now you're going to tell me to cancel my goal to live and be healthy. Now, that sounds silly. How would you explain to me why I should cancel that goal? Well, I would start like this. I'd say, I agree with you that it's a loving goal, it's a productive goal, and it's a goal that you should want to be able to have in your life and that when you load that goal into your mind, it should produce a warm, loving, compassionate, joyful, creative energy in your mind and your body. And so if you load that loving, positive goal into your mind and it generates anything other than that love, warm, creative, compassionate, joyful energy in your body, if you don't cancel that goal, you'll never be able to see the source of the uncomfortable energy within you. And when you're willing to cancel that goal, at least temporarily, it opens a window for you to see the hidden part of your own mind that's actually creating. In this case, in this worksheet, the woman's emotion was despair. And unless she was willing Powerful. to quit focusing unless she was willing to quit focusing on how she wants to stay alive and be healthy and quit focusing on her thought that this process is going to kill her. And so there she was with these two conflicting beliefs and goals. The process is going to kill me and I want to stay alive and healthy. And she was stuck with that tension that was building to the point of a 10 out of 10 on the intensity scale. And she was very, very uncomfortable. And unless she was willing to cancel the thought that this process is going to kill her and cancel her goal to stay alive and healthy, she wasn't able to collapse the projections in her mind that she'd been wrestling with and see underneath it what are the false beliefs and the old traumatic energies in her that were driving whatever came up in her whenever she loaded the goal to stay alive and healthy. And in this process, sometimes people get an image. Sometimes people see a specific memory. And in this case, this person said, I didn't really get any specific memory. I didn't get any image of myself in childhood. But then she was breathing and she was crying. And sure enough, as she talked about it, she talked about something that happened in her teenage years that even though she couldn't see it at the time, everybody else in the room could see how it was directly related to the conflict in this worksheet, the fear that she wasn't going to live and the goal to stay alive. And it was quite intense in terms of energy and tears and the willingness was phenomenal and my hats off to 
that individual and to all of those other loving individuals that show up there week after week and support people in digging into whatever gunk they need to dig into to dismantle it so they can return to their awareness that they are okay and that they are the stuff of love and that they are meant to be able to access that and extend that loving energy to themselves and everybody else in every interaction. Awesome. Thank you for making that clear. That's uh that's such a gift to everybody to realize the uh the mechanism behind the forgiveness process and make sense of it. And, you know, it it always amazes me when I when I look at it and uh hear it expressed just the the kind of genius mind 2000 years ago that came up with that understanding handed it to the world and you know as far as i can tell for the last 2000 years pretty much nobody knew what to do with it or why it worked or how it worked or that it worked and it just went by the wayside and forgiveness became all about well i'll i'll let you off the hook i'll let you off the hook oh i'm feeling bad in your presence okay it's your fault i'll let you off the hook and you know just to have the real core of forgiveness again is uh is such a gift and and to um to get people to to stay around with it long enough and have that experience that you're talking about is really one of the challenges of this work so Thank you for what you're doing with people to uh, to be out there sharing it. And uh, Jeannie, do we have anybody with a hand up in the phone queue? Well, Gail Anything is with us, and she has room? her hand up. Well, let's say hello to the young lady. Hey, Gail, how are you? I am well. Thank you. Wonderful. And what's on uh, your mind today? Anything particular in your thinking processes today to share with us? I do have something on my mind, um, but first I'm going to say, tell Jeannie that I held the space for her and her family during um, her mother's health challenge um, this week, and um, just wanted to let you know that I was there um, in spirit, and um, I wanted to thank Dr. Tim for the suggestion. Um, I do listen to his suggestions, even though I might be on mute and not participate directly Um I went to Barnes & Noble with my daughters and son-in-law this weekend and found that book. Um, The last name is Khan, uh, K-A-H-N, and found that book um, and found it to be very delightful and useful. So I wanted to have those little caveats out there and and issue my thank yous. Um, What I have on my mind is um, something that happened this weekend. I work at a restaurant part-time. I sub for people um, that may need some help, and I was working on Saturday, and some people that I have a lot of, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, some some people came into the restaurant that I don't necessarily care for. Um, They trigger a lot of anger. (laughs) And... um, and they came in, and it's and a lot of this anger is is based on um, they're new in town. They listened to a lot of gossip and criticism about me. It had made decisions and choices um, about who I am based on the gossip and criticism that they listened to, and um, and took action um, that was harmful to me. And um, I was able to, I knew that I shifted 
immediately when I saw them because I noticed that one of them was using a walker. And this this individual is the same age as me. I'm not that old. Um, and so I was able to go to their table and treat them like they were friends and have compassion. And that set an opening for them to open up to me and tell me about the health challenges that they were dealing with and the, the, the challenges that they were dealing with with the one person having a health challenge, the, the caretaker. And so I was able to go to a place in, in recovery, in 12-step in recovery, um, to go to that place of immediately being able to answer that question to myself, am I willing to make amends to this person? And, and that is step eight. We had made a list of all people we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And I was able to ask myself, am I, am I willing, am I in a place to make amends to them, to talk about my side of the street? Of course, in a restaurant um, was not the place, um, but being able to answer that question um, was huge, to have that willingness and to be able to, um, in my mind, go to that place of um, – being able to stay on my side of the street and talk about my 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 stuff and um and being able to make it right, being able to turn the conversation back into if I was able to go there, um to say what can I do to make this right and being able to listen to whatever harm that they thought about um, so that that was great for me to have that shift in my mind. And I think one of the biggest shifts for me was to be able to listen to them talk about their life and, and to really listen. Um, and um, then I ran into somebody else. The divine has a, a tendency when we're ready to put those people in our life um, to, to, to see if we can do these things. And um, – I ran into somebody else at the laundromat and um, same situation, uh, didn't get to know me, heard things about me. Instead of talking to me, talked about me. And um, and I, w- I went straight to that place of compassion and um, was able to open up a conversation of, hey, I don't have time now, but sometime in the near future, I'd really like to sit down and talk to you and and, and to be clear. Um, to be real clear about my side of the street and staying on my side of the street and letting that go. And I also credit this work as well um, to be able to do that spot check inventory in any of my interactions with whoever, was it less than love? Yes, it was. Am I willing to make it right? Yes. So, I'm able to jump back and forth between the two um, recovery modalities and um, and get to that space, get to that space of being loved and and um, wanting to support other people. So that's what I got. That's Fabulous. what I have to offer today. Fabulous. So, so let me see if I heard this correctly, just for someone who maybe is new to the show. So, Someone shows up in your world that triggers anger in you, and because you, as you say, talk about your side of the street, look at yourself, deal with your anger, forgive your anger, you're able to recover your true being love 
instead of get lost in your anger and bring that into expression in the world instead of the anger. Is that is that what I'm hearing? That is what you're hearing exactly. In your words and your language, that is perfect. Michael, I think you're and talking. And it, be, it feels a lot better. Say it again. Oh, I said um, I said that was perfect. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And Jeannie, you were saying, saying something? It sounded like you were talking through the hallway here, but I couldn't hear you on the phone. Uh, I don't know. Could you could you hear me uh, on that end, Gail? Yeah, I could hear I could hear you. Um, I was thinking that she was directing her comments to me that maybe I was doing something and I I couldn't be heard. No, so, Michael no, Michael no, went for blank for a bit there. In responding to Gail, Michael blanked out. Oh, that's, gotcha. That's why, that's why Jeannie piped in. Okay, understood. I heard the silence. Uh, okay. Okay. Okay, I'm all cool. good. So the uh, the thought that you trigger in me as you speak that, and it comes from A Course in Miracles, very powerful, and of course you're not talking on the level of intensity that in this particular case the Course is speaking, but it ties right in, and that is, and, and who knows when we run into somebody and there is an untoward interaction between us, who knows how deep and how far back the energy goes that enters that interaction. And the Course says, there is no place so holy upon the earth as the place where an ancient hatred becomes a present love. And the opportunity that life affords us each time it triggers that which is less than love in us is to remove the cloud of fear, of sadness, of rage, of guilt, of pain, of trauma, and to stand as the space of love, as a true human being. And that, to me, is just such a precious thing to realize that we're capable of doing that and that we have the tools for doing that. It's so awesome. I just want to add here, Michael, that the way you're speaking about it is referencing ancient hatred between two different people. And while that's very important, probably what's more prevalent is the kind of thing that we see in the support groups, people who have an anger and a resentment and a hatred toward themselves, people who are beating themselves up over not being able to achieve what they want or not being able to be loving enough, et cetera. And, and I think they're both really important. It is every bit as sacred when I learn to dismantle my anger and hatred at myself which is probably an ancient hatred passed down through my bloodline as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Full agreement with you there. Cool. Well, Jeannie, uh, is there anybody else with a hand up there in the phone queue or anything happening in the chat room for us to be aware of? I am the only person in the chat room, so <laughs> and nothing oh, okay. is going it's on quiet there. Today. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's several people on the switchboard, but nobody else has their hand up. If Dr. Andraki or Terry or somebody else who participates in the Recovery Wednesday is on, press 1, and that will throw you to the top of the list, and we can get you turned on so you can add in your part. 
Cool. Well, the, uh, the bottom line of the work that we're here to do is to recognize that if, and, and we've sort of developed this test in the work, because most of the world, when they're in their insanity, a component of the insanity, that is a mind without the presence of love, is blaming everybody else for what's going on inside of themselves. So we live in a culture that says, yeah, when they did that, they really made me mad. When he said that, he just enraged me. When she did that, it caused me so much grief. And to recognize that all of those phrases are phrases of denial, And the mind that's producing grief is producing grief, not because of what somebody said or did, but because there's grief in that mind. The mind that's producing rage is producing rage, not because of what somebody did, not because of something that happened, but because there's rage in that mind. And when we give up the language of blame, which is part of the disease of addiction, then in giving that up, as Gail so I'll perfectly put it, we can stay on our own side of the street. Gee, I have sadness. I have rage. I have guilt. I have grief. I have fear. Now, I have a tool called forgiveness that I can apply to my sadness, my rage, my fear, my grief, my guilt, and I can remove that. That's the action I can take instead of run out and find myself an anesthetic and become addicted to that anesthetic so I don't have to feel so it's a, an important step in the whole recovery process to undo our denial. And you can look all the way back to the book of James in the New Testament, and James says, stop your denial. And if you read that passage where he talks about denial, you know, he, he talks about how people are asking, well, what, what's the cause of conflict in the world? What's the cause of wars? And he lays it right at the feet of denial. And he says that our our wars and the conflicts between us come from the conflicts inside of us that we're in denial about, that we don't want to look at, that we don't want to deal with, and that whenever there's a conflict going on within us that we don't want to look at or deal with, then we'll always make up a story, create a picture of somebody else that we'll blame for that. And as Dr. Tim so eloquently explained, when I engage in the forgiveness process, what happens is I collapse that story in my perceptual mind. And when I can collapse the story in my perceptual mind, instead of having to anesthetize the underlying pain, I can take the active presence of love directly to that part of my mind And when any part of a mind that's in pain is exposed to love, the pain instantly and automatically begins to dissolve. And it doesn't matter how how deep the agreement is in the world that you should be in pain about something. The instant you go in and begin to utilize the forgiveness process, what happens is you dissolve that pain. Now, that doesn't mean that you just think everything that happened in your life is wonderful. Things happen that, of course, we would rather not have occur. But the the, the key here is that I can stand in the space of something that I'd prefer didn't happen 
and stay in touch with, experience, and express myself as the presence of love rather than get lost in the drama and trauma of generations and generations and generations of pain. So the idea of forgiveness is to remove those energetic dynamics that most people become addicted over. And the bottom line in all the years I've worked in the field of forgiveness and recovery, my observation is that the only time people reach for a drink or a drug, whatever their drug is, and and in this work we define addiction as the compulsive use of any person, place, circumstance, activity, or substance to keep from hearing and following my highest guidance or to keep from feeling what's real for me, dealing with it and cleaning it up. And so that's our definition of addiction. And so when stress comes up, what most people do is they turn to whatever substance, circumstance, activity, person, place, thing, they've used to avoid feeling what's really going on. And what we're doing is inviting people to do the opposite. Go full-blown, drop yourself through forgiveness right directly into the most traumatic feelings within you. And as you allow yourself to drop into the depth of your own in many cases, genetics, as well as your own emotional turmoil, when you drop in there as the presence of love, the emotional turmoil simply begins to dissolve, begins to disappear. And I I can't tell you over the years how many times I've had people come back to me just wowed over the fact that, well, you know, up until yesterday, if I thought about that situation, or I found myself in that situation, I'd just be in such rage or tears or grief or terror. And now that situation occurs, and I look at it and I go, hmm, a situation. Because I've removed the cloud of hostility or fear that I held inside of me that I didn't want to look at, feel, or deal with. And because I had the courage to go inside and feel and through the presence of love deal with it, I was able to dissolve that energy. And if there's an energy in us that we don't want to be feeling or dealing with, it's so priceless the way the universe is set up because The universe works through a law called the law of resonance. And in the human realm, resonance means that somebody who has an energy that matches what's going on inside of me is going to be drawn toward me. And I'm going to tend to draw out of them the behavior that triggers that energy in me. And so, you know, people take the geographic cure. I'm going to the other side of the country where people will be different. And they wonder why the person who dropped them off or picked them up at the airport finishes a sentence that the person who dropped them off four hours ago started. They wonder how that's possible. And we are always communicating to all the world the energetic patterns and clouds that we hold in us. And people respond by, to what we communicate. And so the person who can 
resonate anger in us is a person who's probably got a problem of their own. But instead of focusing on their problem, which is what most people want to do, I need to, as Gail so well said, come back to my own side of the street and recognize, ooh, there's something going on in me. Yes, I could focus on them, and then I'd never clean up what's going on in me, but I think I'll just stop, deal with what's in me, and take care of my side of the street, and everything changes. And uh, there's an airplane getting ready to fly over here, so it's going to get pretty noisy, and so I'm going to just open the floor for somebody else to share a thought or two around that. Well, my thought about that is if I'm never willing as you talk about so often, if I'm never willing to go open Pandora's box, then I get to live with Pandora's box. And I drag it around with me everywhere I go. And sometimes other people who are wounded can actually sense or see my wounds, my angers, and they'll use it as their distraction to deal with their own issues. And sometimes I just step all over it myself and keep putting myself into situations where my stuff is going to get triggered and then I, I repeat the pattern of blaming the situation and the things outside of me. One of the things that came up in the group last night is one of the nine observations I give to people in a list of observations when they first come to see me for therapy. And the one that came up last night is, the way I formulate it is what happens to me and around me in my life is nowhere near as important as how I choose to interpret and respond to those events. And I don't want anybody to believe that. I want people to try it out for themselves. I want people to see it in their own life. Yes, it's one thing. You can read a book like, you know, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, or you can read the story of Nelson Mandela going to prison for 26 or 27 years and coming out loving. And you can read stories of other people who've done it. And what's most powerful is when you recognize in yourself the same kind of thing that Michael just finished saying. If you do some work to dismantle your energy around an issue, the next time that behavior or interaction pattern or person shows up in your field, you'll say, oh my goodness, I don't have anywhere near the reaction to this that I used to. And then you'll have evidence. Then you'll have a knowing within yourself that it is all an inside job, and with the tools and your willingness, you can change your life. Awesome. And, and we do have a hand up. Of love. Great, let's say hello. It's area code 224. You're on the air. Who do we have? Hi, it's Mary from Illinois. Well, hi there, young lady. Welcome. Thanks. And we did have a great group last night. It was amazing, as usual. But uh, it just seemed to get bigger and bigger and more and more intense. It's wonderful. But today I was thinking about a lot of what you're saying, what you guys have been talking about. But uh, this morning I listened to uh, a Guy Finley CD, and it's from one of his uh, Secrets of Being Unstoppable. And and it's about, um, he tells one of his funny stories about, he calls them woofers. The guy has a woofer disease, and it's the weight of false responsibilities. 
And uh, it's very funny, but it really hit home today. And then what you're talking about, about addictions and and things like, I guess I'm like a a really good enabler in a lot of ways. And I'm thinking about how, um, how that's because I'm avoiding other feelings, like, because I've had so much loss in my life, I'm just thinking like, well, I can put up with almost anything in a relationship as long as I don't have to go through the loss of it. So I'm thinking how that's sort of an addiction in itself, I guess, or just not wanting to face up to, you know, energies in myself that I haven't gotten rid of. So today's been a really good lesson mm. for me between the Guy Finley thing and listening to you. So it's a good day. Interesting. Nice, nice piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, well, is there any way we can support you in that process today? Any specific questions or thoughts? Oh, I'm sure there's a pile of worksheets there. So, uh, and, and which I have recognized. It just was. It just. I think today just keyed into a few good ones. And uh, yeah, actually, I feel pretty good about it. And uh, I know that you know if I can see it, I can I can change it. So it's kind of nice. So thanks. Fabulous. Well. I've just offered the observation that every time I hear your voice, you're sounding more vital and more alive uh, (laughs) than you did last time I heard from you. So you just sound like you're right on it there, girl. I'm working on it. Absolutely. It's getting better and better. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, I know you've had your share of uh, situations to deal with, and uh, congratulations for continuing to do your work and still moving onward and upward. Cool. Okay. Now, I was talking. I was talking to someone earlier today, and uh, they were they had just finished reading the book. They uh, read the book, and Jeannie has her phone number on the website, so they went to the website and called. And uh, she was saying that for her, one of the most um, important parts of why is this happening to me again was that uh, the part where we talk about the disease of premature positive thinking, and that is pretending that everything is wonderful when it's not, and how impactful that was for her to be able to really uh, see that. And she has some friends that are into a positive thinking mode, and they're just like, well, just don't think those negative things. And she's like, well, I knew there was something not right about that, but I didn't know what it was. Now I realize that there's a negativity in me. What I need to do is go in and forgive it rather than pretend on top of that negativity that everything's wonderful. And uh, so it just sort of opened a whole realm for her. And it sounds like you're kind of uh, heading in a deeper direction of that understanding and embodying the presence of love. That's awesome. Oh, it is. I spent many years doing the positive thinking thing. And I think it, it being stuffing that down and, and using so much energy to, to try and keep that up, that it just, I sank deeper into depression. It was exhausting. And, yeah, what to actually get rid of it is a whole different feeling. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely no need to carry any of that stuff around. If you're willing to face it and bring love to it, it, uh, it dissolves and, you know, don't have to carry that luggage around. Mm-hmm. Don't have to be a woofer. Yeah, yeah, it's a great story. You'll just look into that one. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> he is such an awesome storyteller. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'll be listening. Thanks. All right. Blessings. Thanks for the call. We appreciate you. Lots of love. So our call-in number is 646 200 
if you're in the chat room and you have a question for us that uh, you would like to talk about, then if you call that number and push one, you'll be talking to us. If you're on one of those stations where we can't see you and you have a question for us, then 646-200-4169, push one, and you're in the phone queue. So, Jean, do we have anybody with a hand up? Anything else happening we in the chat do. room? We do. No, I'm still the only one in the chat room. So, uh, but oh, we do have lonely a hand in there up. today. Yeah, and I think this might be Julie. And uh, so, if it is, I'll just let her tell you what she told me in a text just a few minutes ago. Five four one, you're on the air. Is this Miss Julie? Oh yes, it is. This is the Miss Julie from the West Coast area. <laughs> Well, hey, oh, here there's young lady. another Julie. There's so many Julies. So, hi. I sent a text last April 22nd, but it didn't. I di- it didn't send. I must have gotten interrupted. And so, what did it mean? Uh, let's see here. Um, thanks to both of you for calling me last week, which was way back then. And I've been super busy, doing mostly well. Uh, a few dropping intos. Um, until I pull out by restoring to love. Michael, I appreciate the support that you gave to Julie from Perumph. I needed it too. So that was way back then on that day, the 22nd. Um, So I don't know what all that is now. But um, anyway, I've been resisting calling in and I've been resisting doing my work um, because I'm starting to unravel. Oh God, I'm starting to <laughs> I you know, this is a real turning point and I barely got it and I I'm homesick today, so what I get to do for for getting well is my worksheets and that's what I'm gonna do. Um but I'm realizing that I'm so afraid of doing worksheets because of what I'm gonna uncover and how you know, bad whatever it is is that, you know, I just I just resist. I just don't go there as much as I know that's the right thing to do. So um, anyway, things have escalated and gotten worse to the point that I'm sick and I lost two students, one right before a recital and one right after a recital. In fact, the little girl, the little four-year-old, came up after the recital and hugged me and said, I love you. And then her mom calls the next day and wants to stop because of my teaching style isn't the style they're looking for. And, of course, I took that and the one the week before as a real, um, you know, what, disqualification of my relevance. And I went, I spiraled on that. And I, I'm still sad about it. haven't done worksheets, and I, I know I will. But... You know, that's lost income, and then being sick today is lost income, and so I need to change my paradigm. I'm, I'm worshiping an idol, an idolized image of who I think I am, you know, and it's limiting. Even though I'm a good piano teacher and that's how I choose to earn my living, you know, believing in it and worshiping it as if it's going to do it for me doesn't work. It becomes just as um, crusty and and stiff and stagnant as anything else. Um, so, so the wake up call for me is to, you know, create who I 
create with who I am in the now, you know, always, and not get stuck on some image. And what I think I'm up against in hearing people talk today is denial. And denial, I've always thought is bad. <laughs> and so I, I deny that there's anything wrong. I cover it up. But my energies are still communicating and creating a result that I'm believing is bad about me. So here's the thing, Michael, just listening today. There is a possibility that I'm denying the good that I am, that I'm denying, you know, that the love that I am, because I know that's part of the worksheet. And I, um, I you know, I don't want to go through the yucky stuff and then just get to the good stuff and, 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 I guess somehow there's a part of me that doesn't want that to be true, that I can heal, because I'm really bad. You know, I, I mean, I can't pretend that I'm not bad. I'm proving that to myself. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm just putting it out there because I've really been resisting to a call or ask for support or anything. And um, so, anyway... Anyway, so I'm going to list out a mind shifter and I'm going to list out all these things that I hate, that I think I am, you know, that that cause the reality of losing people in my life. And I, you know, I'm sure that I'm going to come out of this really like big time. This is going to be a really big turning point. Well, Julie, let me me interrupt you here because if you keep talking through it every time emotion comes up in waves like that, then it's not going to get resolved. So you just had a lot of emotion come up and you're talking about how you're sad because this event happened and that, of course, puts you in denial. So you're not sad because this event happened. You have a lot of sadness in you that's coming up right now, and if you'll breathe into it right now and quit talking about it, allowing yourself to feel it, whatever it is, and ask to be shown the deeper levels of your mind that are actually bringing this up. You break the pattern of denial And you've said it several times since you started talking. I'm sad because of this, and I'm upset because of that. And that simply puts you in denial and blocks you from seeing the true source of your sadness. So breathe and, and begin the pattern of strengthening your observing self so that you can actually stop yourself. You won't have to have Dr. Michael Rice on the phone to interrupt you and say, stop there, there was a motion there, breathe into it. Mary was just on the phone and she was talking about a a talk from Guy Finley and he's talking about woofers. And here's a man who comes into his office, to the doctor's office, feeling very much what you're feeling. He's, he's got the weights of not feeling good enough and of failing and of losing things and being sad and he's low energy and he's run down and he procrastinates. But 
he saw an ad in the paper where the doctor said, if you have any of these things, come on in, I can help you. So he goes into the doctor's office, and the doctor shows up right away. It's a very simple office. And the doctor goes over to him and says, so what's the problem? And he said, well, here, you have this ad that says if I have all of these negative emotions, you can help me with it. The doctor says, absolutely, sit down in this chair. And the doctor takes out a little blue pen light, a little blue light shining on it, and he looks at the man through this thing with a a magnifying glass, and he says, ah, yeah, okay, there it is, there it is. Yep, absolutely, you've got the woofers. (laughs) And so then he takes him into another room, where it's completely mirrored, floor, ceiling, and all the walls. And he leaves him in there and says, now just stay here, don't don't be afraid, just stay here. And when the doctor leaves, he throws a switch and it turns on the same kind of light that was in that doctor's pen light. And then the man can see he's got these horrible things hanging all over him. And he runs for the door and screams at the doctor and says, what is that? Doctor says, "Well, relax. Those are just woofers." And and what a woofer stands for is it's the weight of false responsibilities. And you certainly have some sadness that's built around a belief that you have the false responsibility to keep certain people in your life or to make certain people be happy, or to make yourself happy. The point of that story is you must slow down and shine the light of your own awareness on yourself whenever you're feeling a negative emotion. And this is what I'm encouraging you to do. Take a breath. Just with the lightest energy of attention flip back through some of those thoughts that were triggering this sadness to come up in you and just sit with that sadness and ask to be shown, what's the root of this? What false responsibility might I be clinging to? What false belief might I have that I have to make people happy or that I have to have certain people in my life in order for me to be happy? and breathe into the sadness energy that was coming up. And within that, with with the process of being present to it, you'll get a lot more done in your worksheets and you'll get a lot more done in your mind shifters. And I join you in that. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome input, Dr. Tim. Awesome. And we breathe with you, Julie. Thanks. And I'd like to offer that. While you have this, you know, one of the first worksheets you might want to look at is doing a worksheet or two on the fear of what you're going to confront, of what's in there. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, whatever it is, you survived it on the way in. You'll survive the release of the memory and it's safe to go through it. And, you know, it's like those energetic dynamics carried around inside of us are like carrying a backpack full of rotten food. 
We wonder where the smell comes from in our lives, but we don't want to look in the backpack. Mm-hmm. And we wonder where the stinky events come from in our lives, but we don't want to look and clean out the cause of it because we think we might find something so terrible there. But the truth is there's nothing more terrible than the results we produce. Nothing. We, we are not going to produce results worse than what's in there, and we're going to get to play with those results, whereas if I short-circuit the process and simply choose to go in and remove this, then I remove it and I'm done with it. And, and it's, the truth is it's not that big a deal. And when you, con- when you confront those memories of pain, those memories of pain are simply that, memories of pain. They are not real pain. Okay. And so to just, you know, to just put into your, your mind, into your, your intellectual understanding that, hmm, I'm carrying energy that, while I'm not looking at it, is always a load to me. And so I do that load day by day by day, 365 days a year for decades, where if I say to myself, okay, I'm going to face this now, and excuse us, the fire alarm just went off in the building we're in, so we've got a little bit of noise in the background, but if I choose to confront that today, now, then I get to let go of the cause of all of these days of suffering. And I'm finished with it. I'm simply done. And I'm free of it. So we just hold the space and open the space for for the intellectual awareness and knowledge that it's safe to face everything in me that's unlike love because... It can't get worse than the results it produces, so I might as well go in there and just dump it and get rid of it, get finished with it, and then go on with producing the results of the truth that you're aware of about yourself, and that is that you are the active presence of love. People gave you other messages, and their messages were in error. The real truth about you is, as we hold any newborn child is that sweet, awesome, active presence of love. And that's what we support you recovering. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Ah, and we breathe right. with you. <laughs> okay. So I feel like I've been away for so long from doing this work. And I have been, and this is the condition I let myself get into again. So I appreciate the light you both have shined for me today. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm going to use it. It's already coming in, so thank you. Well, I was kind of, you know, when I contacted you, I remember exactly how long ago it was, 10 days, two weeks ago, when I called was just like I was feeling this void of energy we hadn't heard from you. It's like, where's Julie? What's happening for Julie? So I'm glad you responded to the call. <laughs> and we're delighted to hear from you. You are a valued member of this community and of this team. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Boy, I just love this, this family, this people. 
I love this people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm coming back. I'm not lost. So I guess I'll I'll be blessed right now and let someone else have the the song. Thank you. Thanks, Jeannie. You might might go on YouTube. And there's a song out there that's pretty cute, and you'd probably relate to it right now. It was written by a woman actually up in Michigan. It's called, I'm Not Lost, I'm Exploring. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> Yeah, I like that. Thank you. All right. All well, right. Lots, lots of love. A, a woman. All righty, take a care. Woman wh- Bye-bye. Dave. In Michigan. I, I'm not remembering her name, but... Uh, it's a pretty cool song. Okay. I'm not lost. I'm exploring. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's Blessings. Good. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All righty. Bye-bye. Well, Jeannie, we're down to about three minutes. Do we have anybody in the uh, the phone queue with a hand up or anything? Did anybody ever join you in the chat room today? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, hello, hello folks in the chat room. If you happen to be in the chat room and you can't type there, it's because you don't have a membership with, uh, with Blog Talk. And so a simple um, registration process, and then you can type in the chat room so you know, we can have a, a clearer communication. And, and they're really high integrity with the use of your email address when you do register that. They don't uh, fool around with it, so, uh, so you're safe to do that and uh, get registered in the chat room so that you can type there instead of just read and uh, and. Give us your thoughts. How can we support you? And we're down to about two minutes. Dr. Tim, any final thoughts on your part? Well, I would just say just um, gratitude for the courageousness of people like Julie and Rex. And uh, Who's our friend in Michigan whose name just went right out of my head? Who, in who Michigan? runs our switchboard? Yeah. No, who runs our switchboard? Oh, Michelle. 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 And people like Michelle sure. and people like the people who come to my group on a regular basis and really just are willing at deeper and deeper levels to face their own fears. Because, you know, as Guy Finley says, the only thing that's ever going to block a human being from achieving whatever he or she would want to achieve in this world is what they have yet to learn about themselves. And yet we're afraid to see the things that we're hiding from ourselves. So gratitude for the people who are courageous, and that's my offering. Great. Fabulous. Well, let's see if Gail has any closing words. One of those other courageous people. We're down to a minute or so, Gail. You want to give us that last thought? I really appreciated getting to hear Mary and Julie's voice. Um, I had um, seen them since it we're all part of the, the codependence, interdependence, nine, spent nine days together in, in February. It was great to hear their voices and see where they're at and how they're progressing. And I'm very grateful to be a part of this team and have these people in my life. So that's what I have. Well, I certainly join you in that thought. I'm filled with gratitude for everyone who chooses to pick up the tools and use the tools, share the tools, pass them along, 
and the space that's being created for healing on planet Earth through uh, through this awesome first century Aramaic understanding and information. So, mucho gracias, everyone. And if you're ready to take your work to the next level, you could take a look at our schedule at Heartland for this summer. We are looking at the possibility of changing some of the dates around, seeing as how we have been have not been on the road as normal. Uh, we're looking at uh, probably having a smaller summer than usual, so we may shift some of the dates. So if you're thinking about doing an intensive, please communicate with us sooner rather than later so that if the intensive you want to uh, to do is one we're considering deleting, that perhaps you'll be the vote that keeps it going. In the meantime, have the best year yet of your eternal life. Blessings. Thank you for listening to MindShifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.why. A-G-A-I-N dot org. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.